self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another episode this week in what i pulled out of remy's ass he decided to eat stuffing from a pillow and pooped fluff and some of the fluff banded together and got stuck and i had to pull it out of his ass and what's so fucked up is every time this happens he just stands there and looks at me while i do this dead in your face just staring at me while i'm pulling fluff out of his ass like it's so fucked it's like what do you stop looking at me this bad enough i gotta do this shit you just sit here staring at me like stop it what else is he expecting me i don't fuck just look ahead he might like it he might have a, you know, booty fetish. Gross. What? He needs to stop fucking eating Dogs shit. Dogs can have fetishes. Can they, though? I think so. I mean, clearly they don't have a dialogue to talk about what it is. I don't know that they work that way. Are you certain? I mean, they pro- they, they screw to procreate. It's if not- you put, like, three different big stuffed animals there, I bet they're going to hump the same one repeatedly. The one they like. Maybe. I bet. Kingston hump. Well... I had a giant, all the bears I had, he chose the biggest one. And this one, he was, a, he he 20 pounds now. So he was like six, seven pounds at the time. I'm like, why would you choose the biggest fucking bear here to do this to? That's like 18 times your size. Look, Cole, uh, look, Kingston get to have his big Shirley. No, because I scared him and made him stop doing that because scared. I didn't yeah I get, every time I would catch him I'd just <laughs> oh you fucked him up he don't do it do no that? more cause I didn't want him humping shit what you mean you gonna shame your kids you out say of sexual not as long as they look I can have a conversation with them and tell them that that is you put do that in your room he's a dog so you better be grateful that he ain't humping your leg when you come over to visit I was looking out for everybody who would ever visit my home I didn't want to have a dog that just start humping people out of the fucking blue so I had to put a stop to it by giving your animal PTSD he ain't got no PTSD he, he don't right. know what he got he can't communicate it to you he fine he just fine he got PTSD. He ain't got no PTSD. Fuck around yeah, being around a bear like that one before. I don't even have big bears like that. I mean, this is, I got, I, that bear was from like when I was in high school and I don't buy bears anymore. So, and I threw that one away. They gonna have a heart attack. Yeah, right. Listen. <laughs> ass related dog play aside. <laughs> dog related ass play aside. <laughs> Which if you into that thing, that kind of thing, red, that's fine. Who's in? I, it's disgusting. I hate it. But if he's standing there with shit hanging out of his ass, I can't just let it. Cause guess what? The next move gonna be? He gonna put his butt on the floor and start scooting, and I'm gonna have mushed up shit in my flow. So I have to pull it out. I don't really have any other options here. Okay. <laughs> if that's what you say. It's gross and it's disgusting. Then I have to fucking find something to. I don't have gloves. I ran. I used the last of the gloves when I did my hair. So, what I had to do was go get one of his poop bags and use that to pull it out of his ass. It's ridiculous. And then Kingston, again, just standing over in the corner like, you did this. You shouldn't have got him. You should have left him away. You did this to yourself. He stands there looking at me in judgment. And then King, uh, Rem is staring. I don't know what the fuck he's staring at me for. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't Keep do on that. Pulling it. <laughs> Keep on pulling it. It's disgusting. Pull it slower. 
I hate you. <laughs> He's I'm not sorry. enjoying it because he not, he he just has a blood. He just he ain't pan. He's doing nothing. He just sits there and stares at me like, "Thanks, mom, for getting this out of my ass. I couldn't get it. I tried." When a dog don't like something, what do they do? It depends. I tell what you it what is. they don't do. They don't just fucking stand there Can't and look at you. So at the baseline, it's neutral. But he don't care. It's yeah. possible that he just like it. I mean, it's neutral when shit comes out of his ass. Why wouldn't it be neutral that this string or whatever, which is smaller, his shit is huge. Because it's a different texture. It's covered in shit. I would imagine not. It's, it's covered still, in shit. I'm pretty sure he feel that. He can't feel it enough to push it out, so then I have to come along and pull it. Some bullshit. Some dog shit. Sick of that dog eating shit. Like Kingston never. You can't talk you can't have a conversation talking about shit and then use shit as a curse word in there. You gotta use a different curse word. That's the only one that 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 fits. It's confusing shit. Shit. I think they know the differences between the shits. They do. But still. So I'm gonna need y'all to go to the website and uh, www.conversationconartist.com and you know check out the new episodes, check out the old episodes, and leave Back, us some feedback. Like episode 69. Yeah, it's still old. <laughs> Look, I, I pulled up the update the other day and I didn't, but you can still leave some uh-uh, emails because you haven't been getting the emails either. I got the emails now. We're good. <laughs> okay. I had the app that I used to pull emails only for the Gmail account. So now I have it set up for that account as well. That being said, we have multiple emails <laughs> behind. I'm going to do better. Uh, but I'm going to clear up some stuff. This is going to be one full episode. We did our June trial of splitting the episodes up. It didn't increase anything but our level of productivity. Uh, not many more listens. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It was for people who communicated that a shorter show would be better, but I think most of the people who listen uh, are in positions where they can listen to the whole show and and that's fine. Or they somebody who listen again. I want to give a shout out to some of the podcasts that I listen to. I listen to Government Name Podcasts. Not only do we listen to them, uh, Cole Jackson, 12 at Twitter, and Real Shogun Beats at Twitter. Uh, but we hang out with them. They come through. Uh, I cook and we all chill. We talk going shit. To, yeah, talking shit. We going to see Spider Man on Thursday. We are like we all chilling. So them some real cool dudes. Y'all need to check out. Also, we have a crossover episode next week. So um yeah, and, and speaking to that while we're on them, mm-hmm. please comment and let us know if we did a lot. We're doing it live, so this is going to be another one of the Facebook live episodes where you can like see all of us and we're doing it with government name government name um so if you could like let us know what time we were shooting for sunday yeah i don't know i think we had agreed on sunday i think that was gonna work for them too either way saturday or sunday let us know what day would be better next week this is this weekend come this week this weekend because they'll hear this on tuesday so you have from Tuesday till <laughs> Saturday to let us know what will work for you. Um, well, and what time? See, I didn't. I don't. I don't know what I was for this conversation. 
They just sent a thing in the group this earlier today. Where were you? I don't know. Yeah. I guess we have to figure that because I have a standing appointment on Sundays at six o'clock. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, that's right. And it's been two weeks down because of me going out of town and other other events. That's right. Yeah, they said the ninth. That's Saturday or Sunday. Today we have to talk about it. Okay. Well, see if anything else can shake. If not, then you know. I guess we figure it out. Well, still, whatever y'all's preference is, because we won't have it recorded before. You mean moving it to another week? I don't know. Well, know. it wouldn't matter. You still have that 6 o'clock appointment every Sunday, so we may have to just yeah. do it on like a Saturday. Time. How about y'all just let us know what time of the day <laughs> will work? What time of the day is best? That y'all will be able to um, watch the live stream. It'll play regardless. If you miss it, you can still watch it. Because it'll be on the our page and I guess their page. I don't know how we're going to set this up. We're and, figuring it out. Yeah. But we don't have to figure it out. Let us know what time. So we had a letter from an, another podcast, another black plot podcast called The Roommates Podcast with a Hafiz, Chris, and Sam. I ain't had an opportunity to listen to it, but, you know, they sent us an email just giving us a shout out for, you know, being a black podcast and um, having some content that was at least moderately decent enough to send an email. And so uh, y'all check that out when y'all get a chance. Uh, Talk It Out and T.O. Black with uh, Gabby, KT, and Joy. I listened to that. Uh, Just Say Words podcast. Um Head over to teespring.com forward slash words pod. Check out his t-shirts um, on wife beaters. Wife beaters is a horrible thing to continue calling them shits. What's a better word for that? They're tank tops. That's all they are. They're tank tops, but because whatever, they start being called wife beaters, but they are essentially tank tops. Okay. Crystal Kip Clear Podcast and Glenn and Her Podcast. I'm branching out to try to listen to more podcasts. Uh, these podcasts are the ones I listen to uh, more consistently. So, give those a shout. Check them out. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And that can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener portion of the show. So, if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in to the website. Or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist with an S at gmail.com. We have two letters today. One of them is a little bit older than the other. Yeah, one came from May, and it came from Colin. <laughs> Sorry about that, Colin. I wasn't <laughs> looking for the website email stuff. But here's my question. As therapists, how do you explain the phenomenon, or just the way some people are, of front-runnerism? Specifically, so many people who hated LeBron James for leaving Cleveland for Miami are now caping for him. Or the same people who have caped for LeBron James forever across multiple teams now suddenly are hating on Kevin Durant. All both of these guys did was leave for a better job opportunity in a better location when it boils down to it. What's the deal? Now, a better term, I guess, would probably be bandwagon jumping. You know, in terms of, you know, moving from supporting one player and not supporting them for some reason. I guess it wouldn't even be bandwagon jumping because bandwagon jumping would just be jumping on the the best for whatever reason. But I I think it's more akin to that. 
I think it's because people don't look at it like them, as he put it, uh, moving, getting a better job and better pay. I think when people look at the the players that they like, because I guess this uh, example specifically goes to sports, they don't look at them like people who make your money. They're people on a team that I like. And so you shouldn't do anything that I don't want you to do because I'm looking at you like, I mean, the same way what are the um the not imaginary league those um <laughs> imaginary league. not imaginary what are you talking about fantasy league oh. shit <laughs> um it's the same way like you just look at this player as somebody that you that you put in a particular place because you feel like that's where they should be i don't think they look so when they make business moves People ain't looking at it like it's a good business move for their player. It's, bitch, this my team, and I need you to stay on my team because I want my team to win. I don't think that they're considering what's better for the player. They just, I think people are loyal to the team. Now, there are some people who are more loyal to players than they are to the team that they're on. Like, I think there were people who followed LeBron wherever he went to. They didn't care about him swapping teams. Then you had those people who were Cleveland fans who were pissed. Or you had those people that were Miami fans who were pissed and they was burning his jersey and shit. So, I think people are loyal or aren't always loyal to, like, the players. It's the team. And so, if you're loyal to the team, of course I don't want you to do no shit that's going to fuck with my team's chances of winning the championship next year i'm not thinking about oh this a better move for you and your family or whatever i don't give a shit about that my team is what i'm loyal to not necessarily the players on it look at it like having a group project and you got the best team you know what i'm saying you got the person that's organized you got the person that worked relentlessly around the clock to get it done you got the smart person that got it together you got the ideal team the best chances for you to have success and your boss remove one of those critical components. You know, like you at that point are going to be not happy that that person is gone, you know. And if another person got to come to your team, you automatically have a system of who you don't want to come to your team, you know, and who you would rather come to your team. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the NBA, I think that's what all sports creates. It's created this like unbridled, unfiltered level of support for people based on what they can bring to your team, what they can bring to this system that you support and you value. You know, if all of your favorite players left your team, like, can it still really be your team? That's one thing I, I've never understood. And it's been hard for me to say, people be like, that's my team. And I'd be like, well, what if all those players, the exact players went to another team? Would that still be your team? Like, and why is this blanket generalized team your team anyway? When it exists over revolving doors of individuals, like what makes you loyal to just a team? I mean, for some people, I guess like if you, <clears throat> we don't get this because Alabama ain't got no motherfucking team. But I think for people who live in the cities, like Cleveland, that actually have or Miami that have an NBA team. You might support that team regardless of who on it because they rep in your city, right? We don't get that because we ain't got no teams here. But for the people that live in those cities, I think it's, you would continue to, to, to support the team regardless of who was on it because you just, like, you, they rep in your city. Or, like, maybe with the Bulls, they have a long legacy. Maybe you just, you just like the Bulls. 
because of the legacy that they've had. I think there are reasons that people could have. And maybe that's a perspective that I I have because I'm from Alabama. Yeah. We ain't got no we damn teams. We ain't got teams. no damn teams. Like, as far as pro <laughs> go, we're supposed to choose Alabama or Auburn yep. and be okay with it, you know? Yep. So if you're from Chicago, maybe that's the reason that these mm-hmm. Chicago teams are your team or, or from Houston or, or Houston teams are your team. Mm-hmm. But if you are, you know, maybe that's why my perspective is the way it is. Like, well, I don't but understand there are that. Who don't even live in them cities, though? There's some hardcore Cleveland fans that don't even fucking live in Ohio at all. So for those kind of people, I'm not really sure what attracts them to that particular team regardless of who on it i don't really know what your reasoning would be behind that i feel like it makes more sense for people that live in that city or if you're from that city and you continue to rep that team because it's repping the city that you from but like for people who who always lived in fucking la and and have always supported the bulls or some shit you know what i'm saying like i don't really know what their you know, process is for choosing that team and following them behind it. Now, if you don't live in the city or have never lived in the city, I don't really know why you would be so loyal to this fucking team. Like, I don't know what would be behind that. And, you know, I think the motivation for every player to move forward is to get a ring. Mm -hmm. You know, is to win the championship. Because they, I mean, they, they support their teams, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you as a player are going to be judged by the the rings. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think while they might care about the team that they're on, they also have to worry about their career, which is separate from the team that they're on. So again, I think it's just a, it's an, um, a situation where it's different different motives right yeah. like i said people who get upset about players leaving team is because they're not loyal to those players they're loyal to the team so like you leaving fuck you how dare you because this gonna hurt my team and that's what i'm loyal to but for the players it's like yeah i care about their team but career-wise I need to get this ring <laughs> so i'm gonna leave and do what the fuck i need to do so that my hall of fame my my stats my you know the legacy i leave behind is i won six rings you know what i'm saying so i just think the motivation for these things are different between the fans the players the the owners of the teams like everybody's motivation is a little bit different so i think that's what i would say it is it's just different motivations so they, now to get to a specific instance, like so, LeBron James mm-hmm. was in Ohio. Yep, and, and that's where he's from. Yeah, where yes. he's from. And so everybody grew up with his story mm-hmm. in Ohio. Even before a lot of us knew, I'm pretty sure Ohio people knew about this kid LeBron James going all around the place. Mm-hmm. And so when he left Cleveland, it was like betrayal. Yep, you know. But he went to a team that he felt he had the best chance of winning a ring. He got some rings. He came back to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Okay. It seems like, you know, let me get this out the way. Let me rub this one out and then move forward. Now, Kevin Durant, on the other hand, I think why people are super angry with Kevin Durant is because not only did he leave his team to go to another team, he left the team that they lost to in the championship the previous year and went to that team the next year. <laughs> That's the problem. That's like if Bowser let all his goons go and just join Mario. <laughs> you know, he was like, you know what, Mario? Fuck my kids. Fuck these they were goombas. His exactly. Fuck these goombas and these ducks. I'm coming over there to you. I'm a plum. I'm going to be a plumber. 
I'm gonna give you the princess back. Fuck them. They can be goons by themselves. Or Sonic going over to Dr. Robotnik, you know, being like Fuck Tails. Exactly. Look, fuck Tails and Knuckles. Dr. Robotnik, I got coins like a motherfucker. Wasn't it a girl? Who? And Sonic. Tails. Tails is not a girl. Oh. I don't I don't know what it is. Ain't no girls in, well, I mean it's a girl on T V show. Daisy what was her name? It was a girl on the TV show. That's what I'm thinking of. The, I don't know who yeah, was on the... Okay, never mind. Anyway, fuck all of them. I'm going with Robot now. Do you know in Super Mario, in the Mario series, like Mario is the bad guy and Donkey Kong is like the good guy? Didn't I know that? It's a game theory about how evil Super Mario is, and it seems legit when you look at the history of him as a, as a player. It's weird. <laughs> you have to watch. It's like 16 minutes long, but it's interesting. Um, so that being said, like, not only betrayal, that's like, you know, your girl leaving you and going to start chilling with your brother type situation. <laughs> like, it's not just betrayal, it's betrayal on an ultimate level. Two people who are that high on that level of fandom to where they hold these players responsible for the decisions they make. Yeah. At the end of the day, it don't goddamn matter what Kevin Durant do. Do what the fuck he want to do, a grown ass man. His pockets get these, getting bigger than yeah. this decision. Yep. His ring aspirations are getting met. And you just going to go home and sit your <laughs> ass in that broken ass recliner that you got. <laughs> that you should have been got fixed or replaced. And just be sad about that shit. Like, yep. it just confuses me. It just confuses me when people get so angry, so frustrated, so mad around them decisions that they teams and they players make, you know. I mean, the only way... That should make a difference is if you putting bets out there with loan sharks and your life is in jeopardy <laughs> because this nigga left. Should probably not be doing that. Yeah, by don't the way. make like season long bets. <laughs> don't do that in the off season because you don't know what's gonna happen. No, if that's the thing, I don't even know if that's the thing. Mm -mm. But I think that just—I mean—I think that sports has just really created a a system of people feeling like these athletes are accountable to them by their own love and desire for that show. I wouldn't go so much into thinking that that's a, um, a psychological principle in people. You know, I think it's more just a conditioning way of reacting to when they lose something that they want to have on their team. You know, I mean, I don't know no other way or theory to describe it. I just think, I, in your email, you said how people are. I just think that's how some people are. Some people just get overly involved in the lives of the players in the teams, and they start holding them responsible, like they the damn GM, <laughs> and like they making them decisions, you know. And we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, these some of these players might be legit assholes and really difficult to work with, you know. And so them getting removed from teams or sent somewhere else might be a blessing to some of these GMs and stuff out here. You know, I don't know if LeBron James is like that. I know it's uh, it's reported that LeBron James got some level of OCD. Uh, he don't like shit being left around the locker room and uh -oh. jerseys on the floor and shit. Like he really, they say he really busts his team ass about that kind of shit. So you just never know what's going on with them in the context. I mean, are they happy? And if you had an option of keeping your play, your favorite player at a team that will make your team better but that individual person is not happy would you i think most people would like i said i don't think the loyalty is to the players a lot of times i think it is to the team so if this is what's better for my team you should just stay I and don't... if and if that's your perspective your your 
opinion don't deserve to be respected because you don't respect that person yeah as an individual but i think most of the people who get upset like about these swaps unless it's something where it's like there's some background like with lebron leaving cleveland because that you know those people had or like kevin durant when it's just like regular and people get upset i think that's what it is i think the loyalty is to the team it's not to that player and you're fucking up my team by leaving it's gonna hurt my team and I'm not worried about like what's best for you. I'm worried about my team mm-hmm. and how they gonna do next year without your black ass. I got you. So I mean, I don't really give a fuck about sports, so I don't have no Me opinion either. either but either. that's just what I have observed watching other people who yeah. do give a fuck about sports. Yeah, because I mean, I do understand the context of it. I mean, I don't watch sports because I got narcolepsy. I can't stay woke. During during the downturns of those when like in basketball when a timeout come I'm fall asleep. I used to watch basketball and I used to be a LeBron fan, but I don't know. I just I my interest in shit goes away real quick. I can't even finish seasons of things because I just be like eh. So to watch an entire like season of basketball and like go to the champ it ain't gonna happen because I've been in lost interest way before they get to the championship. Okay, next question we got is from Cole Jackson. With his black ass. Hi, red and on point. Light skin ass, excuse me. <laughs> Don't be like that. Yellow. Native Hi, American, yellow. Native American hair. <laughs> All over the place. All over the place. Hi, red and on point. I'm a long time listener of your show. Maybe you've heard of my show, Government Name Podcast. Oh, well, that's neither here nor there. Oh, my God. I have a question. If someone still lived with their parents, would you date them? Hell the fuck if no. If the answer is yes, <laughs> How long do they have to move out of their parents' house? Also, how long is too long to be in a relationship with someone who lives with their parents? If they're trying to get their life together, but it's taking maybe three years, do you leave them by the end? But they get by on the fourth year and may have left a great relationship. Wait a minute. If they're trying to get their life together, but it's taking maybe three years, do you leave by then, but then get on by the fourth year, they may have left a great relationship? Okay. Finally, I'm a man who feels like if you can stay with your parents, I cannot date you. Is that the male misogyny or do I have a legit reason? As always, thank you for reading my email. P.S. I want to give a shout out to Shogun, Pookie, and my Uncle Cleavster. (sighs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, I don't know that it's misogynistic. I wouldn't even... Let me just address the first question. Would I date somebody that's living at home? Fuck no. And let me tell you why. I am 32 years old. And by now, I feel like in your 20s, you might come to... It might be a situation or a circumstance where, like, shit go left and you end up moving back in with your parents. By this age, I'm just not here for it. That's my personal preference. It might be, you know, some some, some wonderful men out here shacking up with their parents that I might miss out on, but I'm okay with that. Um, I'm not going to date somebody that li- for a number of reasons. One, we not always going to be chilling at my house. I'm not going to come to yours with your fucking parents there. I'm not going to do that. It's weird, and I don't want to do it. I just don't. Not to mention, some people, because I can speak for myself for this. My mom, my mom has this this thing where it's like, if you ain't in her house by midnight, you need to fucking stay where you at, right? I respect that because that's her house, and that's why I don't fucking live there, because I can come and go as I please in my own house. But 
if you live at home with your parents and they have the same type of rule, I'm not going to be disrespectful and be like, what the fuck? You can't, you got to be home by midnight, nigga? Like, really? I don't want you staying with me, so now you're going to have to just go. I, I don't want to have to deal with that. Like, and that, especially just not at this age. Like, again, if I was in my early 20s, I would give somebody that. I would. But in, in my 30s, you need to have your own shit, nigga. I even give you living with roommates. I could deal with that. But your parents? Mm-mm. No. Can't do it. Sorry. But those are roommates. No, they not. They your parents. That is different. That's they shit. You got roommates. That's y'all shit. Y'all sharing the load. It don't even matter if you paying bills in your parents' house. That is still their house. Yeah, they not your roommates. They your parents. That is different. What if your parents live in your house? How often does that happen? I'm just saying. Does that make a difference? I still ain't gonna want to come to your house because your fucking parents are there. I'm still not. I mean, you might can stay out later because it's, it's your shit, I guess. But like, as far as me coming to your house, I just don't want to like sit with somebody and they fucking parents. Like, I just I don't want to do that. I don't. It's weird. I'm gonna feel like I'm a teenager and shit, and I gotta be on my best behavior. I can't curse, and I don't want to deal with that. I just don't. I want to be me. <laughs> It makes a difference as to what you have going on, I guess. Have you always lived with your parents or is this new? You know, how long have you been living with your parents? Do you have an escape plan? <laughs> uh, you know, a situation where I'm going to be gone from my parents at this time. What kind of relationship do you have with your parents? You know, are they distant? Are they actively overly involved? If they actively overly involved, don't give a damn if you don't live with your parents. I might not want to date you in that instance. You know, like <laughs> if you looking for if you looking for a like husband version of your daddy. Oh my god. Like that. I don't walk I don't want to walk into no expectation <laughs> like that. I'm a motherfucking very specific type of dude. I ain't finna be like your daddy. Like that's not gonna happen with me. So I think for me, I know it's different from women and men because men are supposed to be out here grinding and providing a hundred percent of the time. But a closer, he don't want to date no well, woman. Well, we'll get we'll get to that part of the question, <laughs> you know. Uh, but the expectation in our society is for men to be grinding a hundred percent of the time. The expectation for women, as it pertains to society, is women can do anything a man can do, and they can earn on their own. But as it pertains to men, a lot of men don't expect women to be out here grinding because they want a woman that they can provide for in a lot of instances. Or they're fully expected to provide for them in the event that they ain't. I mean, to be honest, I do think that's changing. I think a lot of men are coming around and saying, you know, a woman can provide for herself. It's like a, uh, it's like a, what am I trying to say? It's like a rebellion. It's like, oh, women can have everything a man can have? Well, shit, she better have a job. Well, shit, she better have a car. Well, shit, she better have her own place. But she better let me run all that shit. Like this is it's just it's a weird dynamic, but <laughs> I guess for me, okay, I guess it does. Make, I still ain't gonna date you, but it does make a difference if you've always lived with your parents or if you're moving back in with them. Because I don't want to date somebody that always lived with their parents because you don't know how to do shit. You don't know how to maintain a household. You don't know how to budget. You don't know how to pay bills you don't know how to run a fucking household like if you didn't always live with your parents your parents run their house like you there and you might again you might contribute in some kind of ways but you ain't 
that's not your house so i don't want somebody who don't know how to live life and i feel like if you've never moved out of your parents house you don't know how to do shit like you don't know i don't know like you don't know how to how to manage if some, if some shit one month don't go right or, or, or if something else come up you don't know how to juggle that and that happens you know what i'm saying like i kingston had a fucking colitis and i had to take his ass to the vet and it just randomly cost me two hundred dollars so you know you don't know how to like you don't know how to to function when stuff like that happens because you you got a safety net all the time if you always live with your parents and i don't want that i want somebody who know how to fucking figure shit out <laughs> like when shit go you know what i'm saying like adulting is it's, it's some bullshit adulting is some bullshit and if you've never had to adult i don't want no newbie out here i don't i don't need that shit you need to be established out here in this adulting world <laughs> like i can't the issue is also environmental because this is a different conversation in New York because in places like New York, a lot of people stay with their parents. Like a lot of families stay together. I oh, because it's so fucking expensive. Yeah, yeah, in California too. And not just that, but space-wise, like it's just not a ton of kids that's out here with places to live because it ain't just that many places to live, everybody. Mm -hmm. Think about if half of New York got their kids living with them how much more space there would need to be for people to live if all them kids moved out to go on their own. So I think it's a big part of everything, not being able to stay in a location you'd rather stay in, you know, not wanting to stay in fucking horrible situations, not wanting to be over there where they gentrifying shit, you know, a lot of different things. And so California too, uh, as far as how much it costs in some areas. So that's a uh, dialogue we get to have here because you know everybody don't nobody you don't have to stay with your folks mm -hmm. you can go move somewhere and find somewhere to stay at Ed, what's the next part of the question if the answer is yes how long do they have to move out of their parents house so in the context of mine there was a yes you just have to have a plan to be out of your parents house and you should you shouldn't have been in your parents house for like some long period of time like years <laughs> yeah like like the last person i met on on those social dating site i went out with a couple of times um she was staying with her mom and her mama boyfriend you know but she had a plan to be gone you know what i'm saying so that wouldn't necessarily be a hold up from me dating somebody i think it's also different because you're a dude and she's a girl i know yeah did i say that before i think you did yeah, it makes yeah. a difference that between because of that expectation that yeah. women have of men and especially because at the end of the day well hold on i get down to that part so yeah but it just depends on you know their situation um also how long is too long to be in a relationship with someone who lives with their parents it depends on you. I mean, how long is too long for you? Exactly. Like that's gonna be. No, a, I mean you. Me. About you. Yes. How long is too long for me? Yes. Mm, depends on the kind of relationship they got. You know, like if she if she can if she can't spend the night over here because she live with her folks, mm -hmm. we got a situation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the we got problem. Yeah. If if like you said, if it comes to midnight and she got leave, like when her parents is controlling her life because of her staying there, that is a problem. I don't care how long, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, you might be staying with your parents and dating and looking for somebody to move in with at some point. And but, I ain't got time for that. Well, shit. I think it's important to communicate what you expect out of that person. 
Like if you, you know, if we move in together, if you've been staying with your parents since I've known you, and at some point we're looking to move in together, I need to understand what is important in a household to you. I need to understand what you know how to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's I, I won't say I wouldn't live with somebody before I'm married. I would definitely not live with somebody who's never lived. You ain't gonna move from your parents' house to my house or a joint house because again. I feel like you don't know how to do things. Like I need you to have at least lived on your own before. Well, and if you had, like, yeah. It depends on if they don't lived on their own before. If you haven't, them assessments. You ain't moving in my house. Yeah, if you if you live with your parents the whole time, like I really need to know what the whole situation is. Like, what if they just afraid to move out on their own? Then what gonna change about me? To gonna <laughs> they ain't on their own. They moving in with you. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> that is an indicator of other problems in a relationship. <laughs> They having some kind of attachment issues if that's the case. <laughs> that's I mean that's what's going on. Like they having attachment like... issues if they can't if they can't be by themselves, they're gonna have a level of fear that I ain't trying to deal with. <laughs> I'm a therapist outside of the home. I ain't trying to come home and be a therapist. Exactly. I'm I'm not I ain't trying to deal with that shit. And and furthermore, like it ain't it's really hard to answer that question. Like if a person got their thing going on for three years and then they Get it together the fourth year, like I'm not gonna know. Hell no! So it ain't gonna matter you. to me. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't gonna give a shit because I'm gonna move on. But if you live with your parents, ain't nothing wrong with that. But like, you need to have a, a way to get out of that situation. I'm not gonna date somebody that that lives with their parents and, and we be together for three years and that whole three years you living with your parents. I'm not. I'm, what What the fuck is your plan that's taking you three years to get the fuck out? Like, no. Mm-mm. That's way too long. That's way too long. There's no way. Nothing to deal with that. For three years? That's a long ass time <laughs> to be living with your parents. Like, even if I was going to do it, you would not have three years. So by the fourth year, I ain't gonna know because a year in, I ain't gonna. I'm not. I, just, I can't. It's too much. Because, like, look at, think about how all the things, you probably going to meet their parents way quicker than you would have otherwise. Because they fucking live with their parents. So, if you come and get them or pick them up or if I come to your house, I'm going to have to meet your parents way earlier than what we would normally do if you lived outside of your parents' home. And it was a choice where you got to wait for me to meet your parents the same way that you're going to wait to meet mine. I don't, everything I go out with don't meet my mom and them. But if I live with my mom and them, it would be very hard for that to not happen outside of me always just meeting you up, meeting with you, <laughs> meeting up with you outside of the house. Like I feel like that would rush some situations more because of where you live at, and your parents gonna be more curious about me because who this, who this, who this, who this little heifer you <laughs> going out to see? You ain't at home no more because you out with her. Like what we gonna meet? You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to have to deal with that. I just don't. I want to meet your parents when you ready for me to meet your parents. I don't want to meet your parents because shit, I kind of got to if I come over to the house because they there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-mm. That's going to rush stuff, and I'm not trying to do that. I think, so the last part of the question, is this like misogyny or something? I don't think it's misogyny. Mm-mm. I think that that's a preference. You can have a preference to not want to date somebody that live at home. I think it tells something about your life when you are living with your parents at a certain age. You know, if you never left your parents' home, it's probably some kind of attachment issues or some issues where your parents 
are micromanaging your life and they would rather you not leave that's a problem if you're moving into a relationship if you were living if you were living by yourself and then now you're living with your parents well it's an indicator that you know maybe you made some bad life decisions maybe you're not managing your life and your finance and your money well like a person gets an opportunity to make a decision based off of what they think that means mm -hmm. if it doesn't mean like if you haven't communicated with them and tell them what it want what you know they want to know about that situation I so just, so I don't think it's misogyny. I no. just think it's an indicator that lets you know what's going on. And and if you don't want to date somebody like that, it means that you have considered what issues that may bring up in the context of a relationship. It's just not attractive. I just It's not attractive for a woman, for a man, because mm -mm. women's the way women view attractiveness in men is also intertwined in their ability to provide. But I don't think it's attractive for a woman. I wouldn't think... It's not attractive for a woman to you. That's what I'm saying to me, obviously. I'm speaking from my point of view. As a 32-year-old woman, I would be embarrassed to tell a nigga that I'd stay at home with my parents. Like, it ain't attractive to me for a woman to do that either. Like, I wouldn't want to be like, yep, stay with my folks. I'm just saying, for most men, there is a level of ass... Oh my god! And titties, and overall like attractiveness and sexiness that overrides all of that shit. Like when, like <sighs> when you go to a register and something happened, they call a manager to override that shit. Like that, it's like that. Like because women are expecting more from men. Yeah. <laughs> in that sense, that men are expected from women. That's just a societal dynamic. Terrible. Maybe that does play in the misogyny as a whole, but not. You know, the fact that it exists, the way you look at it is a misogyny. But, like, when you say that's not attractive, like, a woman who looks at a man and says, like, a man that's, like, real weak and coy and, and shy and shit and say that's not attractive, that don't got nothing to do with his circumstances. That's just what he don't bring to the table. And so I feel like that plays to that part. But I feel like that's more of a characteristic. That's a trait of his. That's who he is. You living with your parents is some shit. You can't necessarily help being shy or coy or whatever. You can absolutely help living with your motherfucking parents, especially down here. Like, I wouldn't look at... I mean, I guess some people would find that not attractive if you like men to be aggressive or whatever. But that's a... For me, that, that's a personality issue. This is something, it don't matter what your personality is, you're capable of living on your own. Like, that's the requirement that I have that I feel like it don't matter what kind of dude I talk to, you're capable of having your own shit. You are. You could be shy, you could be outgoing, you could be whatever. And I've dated men of, of, of varying personalities who've had their own shit. So I feel like that's a different category like how you are as a person is different from where you live well i'm just i was just using those examples to say when a woman say that's not attractive it's usually also intertwined with those characteristic personality traits of what's expected of a man yeah. in our society opposed to men don't always tie those things into those traits <laughs> no because y'all looking at ass we're the aesthetic creatures we're the one that is you know ass if you go back to the history of men and women men have secured women for their physique and their ability to bear children and women have chosen men for their ability to provide and so it don't matter what you look like if you can provide for a family you know to women 
Like, traditionally. traditionally. Now y'all do y'all own shit. Now y'all can do like, I don't need no man. I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need no man. I mean, I just think it means that you get to be more picky about the man you have. Like, I ain't got to just settle for uh, fucking, what's that? Piccaninny looking nigga. We don't talk about what Kodak Black. I don't have to settle for a Kodak Black. <laughs> I do have some choices. I can wait on somebody better to come than Kodak Black that looks more appealing to me, who can also provide because I can provide for myself until that moment happens. That's more how I look like it. I don't look like it as I don't need no man. It's I can provide for myself. I can. So until the right one comes along. I can I can chill. I'm good. I don't have to settle for a Kodak Black. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't think anybody settles for a Kodak Black. It's some it's some bitches out there settling because he got money. They Absolutely. For the bank account. Well, you settling for him. Look at you. Got to look at this. You got to wake up to that face to get that bank account. <laughs> that is settling because that is a scary fucking sight. Whatever. <laughs> But I hope that took care of your yes. inquiry. Cole Jackson 12 at Twitter. <laughs> All right. If you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into the website or you can send it into the Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Um, 444. What in the fuck did that shit even mean? He has a song on there called 444. That he woke up at 4.44 in the a.m. and wrote. So he says. And it's the song in the middle of the album. Because he feels like it's the song that ties the whole album together. That's what 4.44 means. It's a time. Okay. Okay. So I have not listened to the album with that being said. Because I don't fuck with title. So to that shit come on the Spotify. <laughs> I shan't hear it. But I've heard. It ain't heard never gonna be on Spotify. It's Beyonce. I got. Nope. I bought her album, so that's Lemonade why I don't is know. Not on that's some boot. Well, until I can stream it from somewhere else that ain't title, <laughs> I shan't be listening to it because I'm not gonna buy a title uh, subscription just to listen to that shit. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna do it. And I'm out of my free <laughs> trial. I didn't use all my email addresses for other stuff, so I can't use it anymore. But I have heard enough about it to know that some there are some people in their feelings about some of the situation. First of all, let me just say, you know, I don't the whole addressing day relationship through lemonade at four forty four, I'm just not really with it's like I don't you know, I feel like y'all were being private and you could have just kept doing it. Don't get me wrong. I love Lemonade as an album and I'm sure I will like 444 as an album. But like, damn, y'all. I mean, we don't need to necessarily know that shit. Although it explains him getting his ass kicked in that elevator by Solange. Um, but I just, I don't know. I feel, it just feels voyeuristic and, and some shit that we shouldn't necessarily know about them. With that being said, though. Um, you have Boosie and his feelings about a line that said, "Holding money up to your phone, or holding money up to your ear on Instagram. That ain't that ain't real money, or something to that effect." And Boosie got in his feelings talking about Jay Z don't represent the South. 
Who the fuck ever said he did? And are you, by saying that, are you saying that the South is represented by niggas who hold money up to their <laughs> Because that's terrible. That's like saying, why are you talking white? Because I use proper English. The fuck? What is it that you're saying about black people by saying that? What exactly is it that you're saying about the South? And getting upset about that line. Like he said your fucking name or some shit. Obviously, Boosie is feeling... Uh, what? It, uh, hit dog holler. That's what my grandma mm-hmm. always said. And obviously... Apparently, he got an Instagram picture, I guess, with a... Him Money and like a face. million other niggas. Boost. Yeah. Do you know how common that is for ratchet hood ass niggas to do? Let me tell you how many niggas on Plenty of Fish that have sent me messages have pictures of themselves holding a stack of money up to their ear like a fuck like this is a very common thing boosie you didn't create this you're not the originator you're not the only one who does it so again don't know why you would feel like that was directed at you when there are millions literally of niggas out here doing that so don't understand that that beef situation also, Kanye got in his feelings because I think it's the title track for no, yeah, I think it's 444 where he talks about that rant that Kanye went on and basically said Ye didn't lost his mind. So Kanye got upset and now he's suing title for 14 million dollars that he said that they didn't give him for life of Pablo. And you know, I don't know if it's true or not that that happened. Because Title is also countersuing him, not really sure what their countersuit is about. But I feel like he's just in his feelings because he, refer- like, you started this by doing this rant, talking about it ain't gonna never be no Watch the Throne 2, and you don't let our kids play together, which your wife lets your daughter dress like a hooker. So I probably wouldn't let my little girl play with your daughter, neither to be truthful. Um, also, you call and ask me how I was doing after the Paris thing, but you didn't come and bring the kids and see how, like, you know, <laughs> you had to let the world know how you felt, and now you get mad because he let the world know how he felt in a line, and now you want a suit. And I feel like it is not a coincidence that this suit is coming out at the release of this fucking album. That he was probably not privy to until it came out like everybody else. And so, yeah. Kanye's in his feelings about it. He's a bit upset. Man. You see these dudes who talking or just dudes who talk. Yeah. Kanye and Boosie. Like, they just. <laughs> who listen to them? I don't know. Outside of their core fan yep. base. Like. I don't give a damn what them motherfuckers Not really. Say. As far as the album goes, you know, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Lemonade and 444, you know, and how they communicated their relationship. I mean, some of it is just putting some rumors and speculation to sleep. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's being a little bit more vulnerable than we're used to in music because how often do you really even get this dynamic? That's true. You know, because everybody was asking a lot of questions about Lemonade. And what I, I wonder is like, did Beyonce let Jay-Z listen to Lemonade before it came out? <laughs> and, and he'd be like, damn, I got to start writing the album now. <laughs> Baby, like, damn. I'm going to have to explain myself. And I wonder if he let her listen to that shit. Like, I wonder if they both gave the stamp of approval to put it out there, even though that's what was going on. I mean, I I feel like they are wealthy enough, smart enough, and business savvy enough to put this together as a legitimate business plan. Yeah. Like, okay, well, if you're going to put this out, 
and, and you're going to put some stuff out here you know, about me and people going to think it's about me anyway, yeah. I'm going to have to make some follow-up shit. Yeah. You know, whether I can answer the questions, I can challenge that shit, or he took the apologetic That's perspective. What he, he took the ownership I'm taking and accountability I for that. this shit. He didn't blame her for him cheating. He said he apologized. And he didn't apologize necessarily for the cheating. He apologized for committing to her before he was ready to do so, which I think a lot of people do. Doesn't excuse him cheating on her. It's still fucked up. But he's acknowledging that he fucked up and he's acknowledging that he, you know, maybe jumped the gun a little bit. But, you know, I respect that. I respect his approach to discussing it he didn't blame her or say you know whatever the fuck um he could have said how niggas like to blame women for them cheating like you decided to stick your dick in somebody else but it's my fault i think cheating after a woman have your kids is the most fucked up thing yeah now, i don't know if this these things necessarily took place before they had blue it's i mean sounds... after, afterwards it sounds like this shit happened pretty early yeah in their relationship mm -hmm. so it might not have been while they had kids mm -hmm. but like just generally speaking i think that's like really fucked up and i've had dudes who mm -hmm. who talked about having you know those kind of interactions with people after they you know had kids and, and it was because they body one the same or because they which is some you know, bullshit it ain't the same because she pushed your big-headed ass kid out like <laughs> the fuck that's what happens um I, I mean, I don't know. I I think Jay-Z wanted to lock Beyonce down before anybody else got to her, which was a very smart move on his part. But I think he did it before he was ready to, to, to have the amount of commitment it required to be in a relationship with her. Because she was going to be somebody who expected him to be uh, monogamous and he wasn't really ready to do that. But he also wasn't ready to let, you know, Slim Thug or nobody else. Because, you know, she did that check on that song with Slim Thug and Slim Thug was like, damn, I wish I could have snatched her up for myself. He said that before. But, like, I think he just was like, I'm going to lock this down. And it was a smart-ass move on his part because she went on to become one of the biggest female entertainers in the fucking world and they have made a lot of money together um and i think he just kind of did that before he really was ready to put in the work that was required for him to maintain the personal part of their relationship in addition to all of the songs they were putting out together and all of this shit so i respect him for for his approach his apologetic approach you know but you know it also goes to that situation where anybody can get cheated on out here. Oh, hell yeah. That and I, I don't know why niggas or, or women think that this. And I I teach a stress management class it, just for different groups. But one of the things I always point out to people, because one of the things that stress folks out the most is trying to change motherfuckers. You cannot change people. People are who they are. And it's not that people aren't capable of change. They're capable of change when they get ready to change and when they're ready for the change. And so just because you're ready or you see a need for them to change don't mean that they are going to. So you staying <laughs> and, and changing yourself in the hopes that it's going to make that person change 
is going to be frustrating. It's going to be stressful. You're going to be upset because you think that it's some level of beauty or some level of, of, of being a good cook or, or being a good homemaker or, or being a, a, a freak in the bed. or You think it's some level that you're going to reach that is gonna, that's going to trigger this change in that person. And I don't think that's how that shit works. You know what I'm saying? Like, people change when they get ready to. It don't matter. So, you can be Beyonce. You can be fucking Halle Berry. You can be one of the most beautiful women in the world. And a nigga's still gonna cheat because if that's what that nigga gonna do, that's what he gonna do. It has nothing to do with how attractive it is what he has at home. It's the lure of what he don't have. It's the lure of what's out there. And he just ain't ready to, to be monogamous. So... You know, that that whole idea that, you know, I'm going to be so great and so good. I know niggas will cheat on me. I will never say that anybody that I'm with will never cheat on me. I'll never say that because I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I would hope that they wouldn't. And if they did, I would address it when it happened. But to say, oh, ain't no nigga going to never cheat on me, please. It's not how that works. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. It's unfortunate to have to think about, you know, if you can trust this person to not cheat on you. Is there's nothing you'll never have you ever have an answer for? I give everybody the benefit of a doubt till you show me otherwise. So like, I don't go into a relationship. I'm not really like a jealous person. I don't go into a relationship. Warrant, like, is he gonna cheat on me? Until you show me some signs that I need to be concerned, I trust you as much as I would trust anybody that I'm getting to know. So I'm not finna be going through your phone or doing none of that shit. At the point that I feel a need to go through your phone, we already got a problem anyway. So, you know, I trust people as much as I they allow me to trust them, I guess. And because again, you don't know, you don't know for sure. That the person you with won't cheat on you. You don't. You hope. You you operate under the you know the hope that they won't. But at the end of the day, you you there's no way for you to know that because the uh, uh, the right or wrong circumstances can occur. Y'all could have a it could be anything. It could be it's because that's one of those things where it's like one of them split decisions where you make the wrong fucking decision and shit is just fucked up. Now I would never say that nobody would cheat on me. I wouldn't, because I don't know that shit. I would hope not. Especially if you, you spent this money on this ring and married my ass and I done gave you children. I would hope, really hope that you wouldn't, but I would never say that for sure that you wouldn't, because I don't know. Yeah, niggas cheating on Niggas cheat. Bitches, bitches cheat day, too. B. And bitches cheat on niggas every day. We just better but at not it. After, not after he have her kid. No, I wouldn't say that. It happens sometimes. They don't have kids. Now, after they've had his kid, they still will cheat. I know that happens. Yeah. But, like, like the burden of responsibility is, in that sense is on the man. Yeah. But when, I mean, when unless you got a pure scallywag out here, <laughs> then, you know, a woman ain't really, you know, cheating on you like that. We're not visual. We're not, you know what I'm saying? We're a lot more emotional. I feel like we get more connected as well so it's gonna be a lot it's gonna take a lot more to break that connection like you know whereas niggas is ass and titties but yeah i haven't listened to the album yeah i've heard that he he did uh talk about some social justice issues in the album uh which if he did kudos to him for that so you have a line where it'd be like uh, 
black. Um, I'm just gonna say some random words because I don't know exactly what it is. Like <laughs> big nigga, little nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga, uh, fake nigga, real nigga, still nigga. Yeah. Like that's yeah kind of the gist of the song. It's called a story of OJ. I don't know why, but this one's line where he be like, um, "I'm not black. I'm OJ." And then it's a lot, lot awkward pilings and he in silence and he's like. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just like I, I just I know that I got to have something to do with the title, but I like that song. I just he, hadn't listened to no more of the other shit. And he got a video behind it that have like these picking picking any type characters <laughs> on it with the big lips and the black, you know. Yeah. So I like that. I was trying to listen to the rest of, it, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to listen to Lemonade all the way through, then listen to his album right after that. Ah. Oh. So I listened to Lemonade the other day, and then I wanted to listen to it right there. So if there were anything that correspond with Lemonade in that album, the Beckys correspond. Yeah. So I listened to. <laughs> I know it, that part. And I'm gonna listen to the other one. Again, I loved Lemonade. I love the visual. Um, album aspect to it. The videos are really well done. I loved all the black imagery, black culture imagery that was within it. I mean, I, I loved Lemonade. And I'm sure I'm a Jay-Z fan. I don't really listen to like new hip-hop fight me, but <laughs> I don't. I listen to this shit, especially this mumble rap. I can't... No shade to anybody who enjoys it. I can't get with the shit personally. Um, so if I'm listening to hip hop, it's usually gonna be Jay Z, Nas, Tupac. It's gonna be not current shit unless it's J Cole or Kendrick Lamar. You know, there's some exceptions within there. Like if a song is catchy and it plays on the fucking radio all the time, you know, I might grow to like that song, but it isn't gonna be enough where I'm gonna say, let me go listen to a whole Migos album. Not gonna happen because I ain't really into the whole. That whole mumbling shit. I just, not my thing. I feel like that's for the young folks. And I'm going to have that because I can't get with it. So, for me personally, I'm a Jay Z fan. I will listen to 444. I'm just not a big enough fan to join Tidal to do so. So, if I have to listen to it song by song as that shit is released visually, I will do that. Not going to join Tidal, though. That's what I'm not going to do. Sorry, Jay. We share a birthday, December the 4th. That's both of our birthdays. Damn. Yep. <laughs> um, I think I don't, I'm not a Jay-Z fan, but I did listen to The Blueprint, which is a fantastic oh, album. Oh, I love The Blueprint. And the Black Album. Yep. That was back. That like was the, the Black that was Album, the best Kanye. and I back out. The Blueprint was the best Kanye that we could get. <laughs> the one that just made beats and we didn't hear shit from <laughs> I got to talk about him and his wife, but I'm a, you. what's your next story before I, I get into that bullshit? Oh, no, I got so many stories. I'm going to skip some of these holes, but a YouTuber got killed by his girlfriend in a failed prank. Have you heard of that story? I haven't, but I know that there are a ton of pranks. I don't, let me just say this. If I was in a relationship right now and my boyfriend was a YouTuber and he was doing pranks all the time, I would probably break up with him, especially if they were pranks on me. I don't know why that became like why people enjoy it's annoying. It's just annoying. It's annoying for me to watch because I get irritated like I'm the per like it's like why would you and they do like stupid shit like uh fake proposal and shit like how you supposed to come back from that like i didn't accept this proposal that it was a prank and now we supposed to go home no motherfucker like mm -mm. 
No. Like, I don't get that. But it's a lot of ridiculous ass pranks that couples do on YouTube. Like, I don't know when this wave came in, but there are so many prank videos. And it's just, I don't get it. And I find the shit annoying. And future boyfriend, don't fucking prank me. I ain't got the personality for that. And they I will cuss you out. subscribers, so I'm pretty sure they was getting paid a decent penny to keep subscribers i think what happens with a lot of these channels is when their views start declining then they start having to do things that are going to bring them views about so Cause pranks are, prop are popular right now so i mean that's a again people like it for some reason but it just annoyed the shit out of me what was this how did he what were they doing that he ended up fucking dead apparently he been trying to get her to do this prank for about a year and i i'm really over people using prank to refer to stupid shit <laughs> you know like when you see them videos of dudes going into the hood like i don't know if you've seen this but there's videos of dudes going into the hood and they go up and they pick poor people who bust a slack their pants up <laughs> you gonna die if you in the wrong hood yeah like, <laughs> like because several times they did it guns fell out and you know it's terrified them when it happened not enough to stop doing it but they'll scream out it's a prank it's a prank no like and I think with the people, when you say that, the people know that it's on camera, so they don't do anything. But, like, that's not a prank. That's stupid shit. That's going into a community that you don't know anything about and trying to get some views and ratings off of interacting with that community negatively. It's another one where they go and they ask people who got their cell phones out in them same communities, black communities, what time it is. And they snatch their phone out their hand to check the time and then try to give it back. But by that time, they already getting well done. And they, they get pistols pulled out on them, all kinds of stuff. What? Again, why would you put yourself at risk? Like, and you know that these people are not gonna find it. It's funny to you because you know what's going on. They're just gonna react like they would react to anybody snatching their fucking phone, which is to wail the fuck on your head. And my problem is they're going into the black communities and doing this. And so if the black person do something to that person, then it's just going to be another black person that's going to be convicted of a crime because it's also going to be on video. But, like, at a certain point, you shouldn't have been in that environment being that way. Um, so what happened was he been trying to get her to do this for a year. And it's not a prank. It's just stupid shit. But he held, he had a book, like a one-and-a-half, two-inch thick book, mm -hmm. and put it to his chest and wanted her to shoot the book. With now, a gun? Now, he had done this before. He shot a book before in which the bullet didn't go all the way through. And he showed her that book. So, I'm sure he believed that the book <laughs> that he had, the bullet the gun, bullet wasn't going to go through. I'm sure that, you know, she believed him when he said, you know, it ain't going to go all the way through. But she shot the man in the chest with a book on it. So, they end up with a book with a hole in it and a motherfucker with a hole in him. Like a penny with a hole in <laughs> They said that was so fucked up. Like, and she, she now she got a whole rest of her life knowing she didn't kill your monkey ass because you wanted to do this motherfucking prank. Well, she going to jail. They're gonna put her in mm -hmm. jail. She going to she gonna go to jail for that shit. Why? Because she killed somebody. What are you talking about? But it on video. <laughs> the intent was not for him to die. Very the obviously, don't got shit to do. Intent does. It depends. Well, the, the difference between <laughs> capital murder and manslaughter. The difference in murder. Murder one, murder two. You know, but she killed somebody. I bet they're going to get off. On I purpose. Bet she gonna, they gonna, she did not kill him on purpose. 
She did kill him on purpose. She did not kill him on purpose. Her pur- her purpose going into that was not to kill him. That was not her purpose what in she doing did that. Kill him was done on purpose. So if somebody dies in the course of like a sexual act that was consensual on both sides, was is the, are they gonna go to jail because her pur- their purpose was to kill the other person? I'm not. Her purpose wasn't to kill him. Her purpose was to shoot him in the chest with a book on it, and him walk away from it. The same way the purpose was for us to have this sexual encounter that had uh, choking. How did the person die in that sexual encounter? Either from let's see, how have people died in those? From either asphyxiation or latex allergy that they didn't know about, and they put on a whole latex suit and started convulsing and died who had the latex suit the person that died if they knew they was allergic to latex they didn't know they was obviously they wouldn't put it on but who was this their first time having sex have they never used a condom before maybe it was her that put the latex on i see still would have had latex involved but people have like what people have a latex allergy so those who have latex allergy how do they have sex they gotta use uh they gotta use them sheep condoms. The lamb skin. Yeah. <laughs> them sheep condoms. <laughs> let's not okay, let's not do the latex. Okay, erotic asphyxiation. You choke somebody to death. Yes. You choke somebody to death. Would you still so you would still be charged with murder because you killed somebody on purpose? Cause you said she killed him on purpose. So would you still be killing somebody on purpose if you having sex and y'all choke you? He choke you every time y'all have sex and you haven't died. And this time he just he choked you for too long. But well, the world don't know how many times y'all choking each other. What if they and made this time? What if they made? Died? What if they made videos? What, what if, if it was on video? video? Same situation. They they love to video themselves doing this. So he got he got you know months of videos where every time they didn't have sex, he been choking her and she been with it, and 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 they both walk away. So there is a level of a bunch of people that's gonna be okay with it, but who's gonna get justice for the death? Like, what if this was your mama? <laughs> And your pops, you know, her and your pops. Why you gotta to get fucking into a do this? Thing. Why do you have to do that? You have to use the worst possible. Okay, okay, okay. A friend, a cousin. Okay, okay, do you have to go to fucking parents? Forget, okay, forget your parents. Let's <sighs> let's go into the future. Daddy ain't around no more. Your mama getting her groove Why back. Why does my mom have to be involved in this? Because you need to be Somebody, close to it okay, to see a how. Cousin. I'm close yeah, to my cousin because it's gross. She might I, like my co- no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. We are not using our mom <laughs> example. No, pick another family Your member. Your favorite cousin. All right. Your favorite cousin okay. is with a dude. Okay. Who you may be fond of, you may not like. You don't really know shit about their relationship. And I mean, I would probably know my favorite cousin. I would know if she was in the choking. And your cousin is your cousin ends up dead, and she got choke marks on the neck. And he's saying that we do this all the time. It just went overboard. Like, are you going to be able to say it was a mistake? They do it all the time. No consequence for this person. If I know that she was into choking. Because if it's my favorite cousin, I know a whole lot about her sex life. So I would know that she was into choking. And I would know that this was something that she had been doing. So you're going to look at it as 
her decision to participate in that led to her death, but yeah. he shouldn't be held responsible for it. Cause they were, it, it was a consensual thing that like, he didn't mean, he did not go in and be like, I'm gonna choke this bitch to death. Like, why would I get upset at him when she was a part of it? When she, if she liked to be choked, cause again, let me tell you something. My cousin called me and was like, girl, you need to try this choking shit. It's amazing. It make the climax better. Be like, bitch, you crazy. You need to stop that for you get killed. This is gonna be a conversation I'm gonna have already. <laughs> what's gonna happen is, what's gonna happen is now the rest of the family might feel different because maybe they don't know she in the ch getting choked out. Maybe they don't know that this is was her sexual preference, and so maybe they would be upset because well, it's like this nigga lying. <laughs> listen, what's gonna happen is if the federal government and state government stop giving consequence for. Uh, death by asphyxiation during uh, consensual sex, then I promise you, death's gonna rise. <laughs> because all he gotta be like is, like, but his no, last that, words, but, I hate you, bitch. But what ah, I'm saying is, they ain't gonna believe this, this shit some purpose. No, but I'm not saying in a situation where it ain't no way for them to know that this was not the first time. I'm saying in a situation where it's a, but amongst her friends, amongst me, amongst people that know her, that know she like this shit, or with this situation, they make pranks for a living. It, it, he stood there while she held a gun and shot. Like, it's very obvious that this was not on purpose. It's very obvious that this is something that they were both in sync with. This very obvious was an accidental death. Very obvious. Why would she get charged with an accidental death when he was complicit in it? Like, it's, and you have video evidence that this was what happened. I don't know. Like this ain't a situation like, where she just saying, "Oh, I shot him by accident. We were doing a prank." You have video evidence of probably him setting the shit up and him being like, "Okay, ready, let's." Like, you have evidence that he was very much aware of this. That he you because you know. So I don't know if it was in the video or if they just wrote it up in the article that he had been trying to get her to do this for a while and she had been saying no. But he was like, "No, it's safe. I've done it before. It worked out." Why would she be charged with a murder or even manslaughter? Like, her intent wasn't even to cause harm. It was to do this prank and for them to both go on about their life. And you have video evidence that it was an accidental death. There's plenty of motherfuckers in jail. Is she white? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe they Latino. They might be Latino. If they Latino, then she might go to jail. Is she white? She ain't going to jail. She not because they're going to be like, oh my God, this is just a prank gone wrong. She's not going to go to jail. There's plenty of motherfuckers that's in jail. For white folks? Crimes that they ain't mean to commit. That they committed. It's still a crime. It don't matter whether they intend or not. That was a crime. That was a criminal act. But why would intent be a part of it at all if intent don't matter? Why would intent be a part of it at all if it don't matter? That's legal shit. I don't, I mean... Because there have crime. been people who have had situations where somebody got killed and it wasn't, it was a, a freak accident or accident and they haven't been charged. But there have also been cases, like I think we talked about it on, I don't know, you might remember this because you brought it up. There was a case where these boys got to fighting, I think, and one dude fell and hit his head and died. Mm -hmm. Now, in that situation, y'all were obviously trying to cause each other harm. You didn't mean to kill him, but the whole purpose was y'all fighting. That's different to me than this girl doing a prank with her boyfriend where he was the one who wanted her to do it. 
completely not realizing that they might die from it or he might die from it like i feel like that's not the same situation as somebody fighting and accidentally causing a death in the mix because your intent was to cause harm to this person it just wasn't to kill him but her intent the same shit you said the exact same thing no she was not trying to cause harm to him. He was trying to show that he could get hit with it because otherwise it wouldn't be no need for the, the book. He thought the bullet wasn't going to go through the book. So it was, the intent was not to cause him harm. It was to do what he thought and she thought was a harmless prank, which it wasn't. And she, it's stupid. Well, that's the problem. Her fucking altered reality in which she didn't think holding a gun to somebody pulling the trigger with a book and it potentially going through there and hitting them in the chest, her altered view of what she thought might happen shouldn't be that intent that you base it on. The intent that you use is that she held a fucking gun up to somebody's chest without no scientific research, <laughs> without knowing how fast the bullet traveled, without knowing how much a book would withstand. Like, a fucking rocket scientist can calculate for you whether that <laughs> hey, would be successful listen. or not and which book would or would not be. I'm not saying I would do it. I, I would have probably broke up with the nigga if he had kept pressuring me to do this shit because you fucking crazy. But again, I don't know that she should spend a good portion of her life locked up because she did something stupid with somebody who wanted her to do it. Like, if she had just done this prank and he wasn't aware of it, he was just sleep and she decided, oh, I'm gonna do this and put this book up here, okay. But the fact that he all camera and he, this was his idea. It was his whole setup. Like, I just it just seems like an injustice to me. It was stupid. Both of them shouldn't have been doing it. Absolutely. It's unfortunate that he lost his life. But I mean, she obviously loved this nigga. She stayed with him enough for him to be nagging her about this, you know, for a year to do it. Like, I don't know. I just she need to pay for being too dumb to realize <laughs> that this shit in the worst case scenario could kill somebody. I mean that gun could have backfired and blew her goddamn it, face it, off. It could have. I mean, ain't, I mean, I'm just saying that shit don't happen often. But I'm just saying, if I pour scalding hot water on you, not thinking that you might be able to die from it, then you dying is a, a consequence of my dumb ass <laughs> not knowing that this shit could go south. Why would you be pouring scalding so, hot water? Uh, this shit actually happened. Like this shit happened. What is wrong with people? Like who? <laughs> And she like the girl who did it on the video did it so innocently like the scalding hot water. Yeah, she was like, I'm finna surprise him. I got some boiling hot water. I'm gonna pour it on him. And she she ran out to him when he got in the car, pulled it on him. And he just like, ah, he just went into straight. Oh, I just got fucked up mode. Like that people people do that shit. Like and so he didn't know he was not a, a accomplice in it, right? He was he. She just decided she was gonna do this on his. Who the fuck? Who who? Thinks, looks at somebody they love and be like, I'm going to scald the shit out of him and it's going to be hilarious. Well, one, <laughs> she don't know what the word scald means. Two. Why she don't know what the word scald because means? Because if the bitch knew what it meant, she wouldn't pour scalding <laughs> hot water on his ass. She can't know what scalding means. <laughs> that bitch knew what a gun did and she still shot it, so she can know what scalding means. And that's why her ass need consequences, because she what did that shit. What happened to the girl that, that, that killed him via the scalding water? I don't water? know. I don't even know if he died. I just saw pictures of him fucked up and wrapped up in Hell the hospital. No. He might have lived, but he wasn't happy. <laughs> 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 I just 
don't understand people that come up like now the regular prank like the i'm breaking up with you or like the um there was a song lyric one where you text people song lyrics and like let them respond and keep okay i guess i mean i still wouldn't do those it's annoying and i think it's stupid but like when you get the shit like scalding somebody or shooting somebody with a gun why would you do that like i don't understand like how is that a prank that's not a prank future girlfriend If I ever try to convince you to do something like shoot me in the chest or something, <laughs> it's a trap. I'm going to break up with your ass if you point some goddamn weapons at me. It's over. <laughs> I was testing you to see if you could potentially do some shit to hey, me. you failed. That fuck my life up and you failed. <laughs> you failed okay? horrifically. We are done. Get your shit together and go. But she need consequences for being stupid. I mean, and I feel like somebody, I feel like they're going to use this case as an example, as an example to make people say, you need to think twice about this shit y'all Maybe. doing because you can go to jail. I feel like this ain't the first time somebody's done died behind this. It ain't. I guess it's the first time that they had 300,000 <laughs> subscribers. I don't know. I feel like this, it's been some, I have to look. I feel like it's been some other instances where like it, they had a large following and did some stupid shit where I don't know if it resulted in a death, but I don't get the prank shit. Like I just, you know, I have a YouTube channel and because I haven't been posting, like I have, I mean, I obviously don't have 300,000. I have like about 1,600 subscribers, but my videos don't get a ton of views because I took like a long ass break and I think people just stay subscribed even though they don't give a fuck no more. But even with that being the case, it has never crossed my mind. Let me do some prank shit and, and maybe it'll get views. For what? Like, I don't understand why you would want to prank people. And then you prank the people that you care about. I mean, I guess though people who going in the hood doing this shit is pranking strangers, which is somehow worse if as far as your safety. Safety-wise, that's worse. Like, asshole-wise, I feel like doing that to, like, your boyfriend, girlfriend, or family members is worse. But safety-wise, going to the hood and fucking with somebody that look like they'll fuck you up just because you in the hood without you even touching them, it's real stupid. It's real stupid. Yeah, but I mean, she got to live her whole rest of her life knowing she killed her boyfriend. That ain't enough. <laughs> she gonna probably end up in an insane asylum. She got they got a kid and a baby on the way too. God, <laughs> she gotta tell her kids that she killed they dead like that. They oh, goddamn watching. Well, one of them, not the one that's on the way. He wasn't watching, but oh, yeah. the one that's here Felt might that have shit. been. Heard a loud ass noise and my body shake. <laughs> Probably in there kicking like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> wow. So she was pregnant and sh- like, and, and a pregnant woman. What? I just don't. <laughs> would a pregnant woman take that chance? Would a woman with a fucking family on the way and I this would. man is the family? <laughs> would you take that chance? I personally wouldn't. Obviously, she felt different. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> That's what she did. She won a stupid fucking prize, and she need to win the motherfucking grand prize of getting her ass locked up. Is she pregnant? And she got them kids. They definitely probably ain't gone. 
We'll see. But I don't think she going to get locked up. At the most, she might get probation and some community service. But, again, now she got to raise these two kids. And they, YouTubers, YouTubers, usually that's what their income is. So now she got to get figure out how the fuck she going to help take care of these kids on her own. Like, that was so fucking stupid. The fact that she was pregnant and had a kid is even stupider. Like... Because now you can't, YouTube ain't, she ain't gonna wanna do YouTube, probably can't do YouTube, so that's down the drain. And they both probably were not working regular jobs because most people with 300,000 plus subscribers dedicate their full time to YouTubing. So you ain't even got no job, maybe no skills, depending on how young you are, because a lot of them don't go to college and shit. And you got a baby, you pregnant and got a, a, a toddler that you now gotta take care of because you killed their daddy. Because of, of a prank. That is so fucking stupid. It is. Oh, my God. Amigos. Um, Migos. I did not watch the BET Awards, but this was, like, one of the most talked about situations from... The, was it, it wasn't even during the show, was it? The interview that was... Nah. <laughs> so, Migos, in their floral best, um, were doing an interview with... Joe Budden and what's the other guy's name? Academics. Academics. And at some point, Joe was like, we need to wrap it up. Now, let me just say this. I could I I had to like watch it again because I started laughing so hard at the fact that academics asked him a question. Or no, he he said something and then I don't know which one of the Migos responded. And I Still, something in bed and bullshit. <laughs> like, it didn't even sound like he was speaking words. Like, oh, that's a, is this how you talk? <laughs> he had a cut. They got a video for bad and bougie. And one of the, the amigos that responded was not blatantly in the forefront of the video. He was like somewhere in there. And he was like, do it look like I'm left off bad and bougie? <laughs> And I was like, yes, the fuck it does look like you left off bad and bougie. That's not how he said it. He did not say, do it look like I'm left off bad and bougie. I actually heard it the first time. Really? I did not. All I heard was bad and bougie. And then academics was like, excuse me? (laughs) Because he couldn't understand him. No. DJ Academics said that they couldn't hear anybody on the carpet. They said that it wasn't a matter of not understanding him. They couldn't hear him at all. They hadn't been saying, huh, before then. So why was it just at that point that he was like, excuse me? What'd you say? I don't know. Because I don't know that it was any. I think that was them trying to clean that up. That nigga, you couldn't understand what the fuck. Even if they had heard his ass, it sounded like he was mumbling. <laughs> Bad <laughs> Anyhow. I don't like Joe Budden. Neither here nor there. I never have. Joe I Budden mean, was like rap- him no shit. <laughs> He was like, wrap it up. And Academics is like, you know, uh, Migos is one of my favorite groups or, or something to that effect. And Joe, he stood up and dropped the mic and walked the fuck off. And then you see all three of the Migos just stand up and just look like, nigga, what the fuck is the problem? And so then it was like a little skirmish in the back. I think it was some shit going on in the background that we don't much know There about. was, and uh, Cole told us about it. That, uh, yeah, it. Joe Button interacted with that morning who was the manager of Lil Yachty and Migos 
was actually back there when Joe Bun got up. I think he got up to go confront him, mm-hmm. and I think that them being managed by that person, they got up to go and support that person being confronted by Joe Button. So I don't think, I mean, a big part of it was, yeah, I don't give a fuck about this interview, but I think it was something going on to take his attention to where he got up, dropped the mic, and went over there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's exclusively because he wasn't interested at all in Amigos and it was to just disrespect them, but it's no, it's known that Joe Budden don't like them groups and would disrespect them if he get an opportunity to. I mean, Joe Budden is an asshole. He an asshole to everybody. He's a well-known asshole that just, that's his shtick. That's what he does. Um, There's a lot of memes and videos and shit that came from that shit. Yes, that are hilarious. That's how they do. And all three of the Migos was just like, they was some background dancers for Prince. Like, them floral shirts unbuttoned with the leather pants. It was a lot going on. Like, ensemble wise <laughs> like they were very extra in that I was that's you know I don't give a fuck about the Migos or Joe Budden to be honest I ain't no hip hop head and I already just said that I don't do this new hip hop and mumble rap and all of that shit no shade to anybody who enjoys it you do you it is not my cup of tea so you know I just thought it was funny to see them all stand up and be like what the fuck and Joe to just walk the fuck off stage in the middle of an interview um but that's about all I have to say about that. I don't really give a shit about either one of them. I just thought it was funny. And their outfits definitely were Prince-esque. I don't really know who dressed them, but Lord. So a teen road rage accident happened, right? This grown-ass man got into a, 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 a confrontation with somebody. because An 18-year-old. They, they both tried to merge into the same Which lane. Which happens all the time. And uh, he got on a shot in the head. Which is such extreme road rage. I have never. And if you live in Birmingham, Alabama, you know, especially in the morning or in the evening when everybody going or coming from work, traffic is ass. And people are assholes. And some people won't let you in and you think they let you in and they speed up. It's all kind. Never, ever have I been in a traffic situation where i was so angry that i would take the other person's life that is so fucking crazy to me and not i mean again you and he can't say he wasn't into he shot her in the head i just wonder how many people that are passing gus and that we're cutting off by accident (laughs) are are potentially capable of getting angry enough to hurt that's terrifying like that that is very scary. Got out of shot her in the head. I mean, I wonder if it has something to do with it being black. You know, I don't automatically jump to it. Being I don't a automatically. Yeah, issue, I mean, because like, hey, there are people that just have that level of rage when they're driving. Well, I mean, and I ask that because, like, if if this white person feels like a black life is really not worth that much, you know, in the context of how society has painted you know, our value and worth, you know, would it have been different if he had an interaction with a black, I mean, a white man or a white woman, you know? I don't know. He shot her in the fucking head. That is That's ridiculous. a kill shot. Like, then, again, he was intending to end her life because she cut him off. And, you know, people be talking about gun laws. So, I don't really have much more for that story, but... A doctor opened fire in New York in a hospital. He got fired, right, 
for sexual harassment. A couple of weeks <laughs> go by, he come back and he light the place up. He shoot people, shot people in the neck, kill some people. And it said that he had bought the gun two weeks before he did that. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about like the effectiveness of gun laws, even if they came about. Because gun law system protects people from those who have prior problems with guns or prior mental yeah yeah, mental illness but if you don't have an established diagnosis yeah like you you know how many people are running around here that's fucking undiagnosed some kind of personality disorder like if i if i got mad at you right now red and my goal was to spray you up with a pistol i can go get a gun (laughs) right now have that shit even if the laws reflected me having to have a fucking background check, yeah. a waiting period, yeah. all that shit, and I can chop you down. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, are gun laws really, really going to be effective? I think that, in they'll, that sense? they'll cut it. I mean, I don't know that there's a way other than taking guns away from everybody, which will never fucking happen. I don't know that there's a way to account for every situation. Like, how would you? So, what law would you make to account for those people who had the potential or the possibility to do that? I mean, I guess if you made them take, like, <laughs> I mean, I I remember listening to Comic View where you know it might have been Comic View, it might have been something after that where the comedian was like, maybe it was Chris Rock. Bullet should just cost a thousand dollars a piece. Goddamn, <laughs> it wouldn't be no accidental bullshit. I promise you. That motherfucker wasn't going to go buy no $1,000 bullets and spray up a whole damn room of people. The NRA would never allow that, though, they because wouldn't. that is infringing upon people's right to bear arms if you make it where they can't afford it. Well, so, uh, you know what? To me, they can still bear arms. <laughs> they just can't bear the goddamn ammunition. That ain't what the Second Amendment say. So technically, now you even know. if you're a constitutionalist, uh-uh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Back then, they had fucking muskets. They did. Well, they they, they, they got them own goddamn gunpowder. <laughs> Don't sit here and say, oh, yeah, the Second Amendment say we have the right to bear but arms you know and ammo. They will. Because without will. the ammo, it makes the arms useless. <laughs> but I feel like it, there's not going to be a way to account for every situation. But as, as much as we can take out the ones that we can from being able to legally own guns i think we should like if you go if you had the mentality of it, it's not gonna stop everybody so why do it at all then i mean the people that it would potentially keep from being able to legally own a gun they're gonna be out here with these motherfuckers that we don't know about i don't other than again taking because it's people that go their whole life undiagnosed with mental illness or undiagnosed with a personality disorder that make them somebody more likely to take a life if they get the right amount of mad that you know will live their entire life and not know about it so there's not a way for us to like account for that well, something i started thinking about lately is especially as it pertains to like white people who are are extremist advocates for second amendment rights mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of them probably have issues that would keep them from being able to get oh yeah that's why they, they don't want it yeah, yeah. because you're gonna they're gonna be in that group that ain't gonna be able to fucking get the guns i think so probably most of the people that, that are, are huge nrist mm-hmm. yeah i would i would think so yeah um because that's why because otherwise why would they be so much against that you know what i'm saying like if you Cause guess what? If you make, if they make a law that said like, if it is not gonna indirectly impact me, I ain't gonna be upset about it. And the NRA, like as far as the NRA goes, the NRA is a business. Like yeah. the NRA, they own 
you know, gun accessory shops and so they want as many shops. people so they as want possible. As many people to be able to have guns as possible because they gonna it's profit, lucrative. and the lobbyists from that's gonna profit. Mm-hmm. But if you're not somebody that's going to profit from uh, that in terms of business, then you're fucked. I feel like a lot of people just support that yeah. shit because. They a lot of them would be not be able to get guns with that shit passed. Yeah, because if you wanted these people to have to worry about cutting somebody off accidentally and then dying behind, they're like that's so. Again, I didn't got real upset in my car on sixty five. I have because these motherfuckers just sometimes it's just like really. Never have I got so upset that I was like, I'm gonna follow this person and pull over and get my gun and blow them away. Like I never got that upset at anybody about anything, especially not driving. Like is is it annoying? Absolutely. Does it make me angry? Sure it does. It's not rage though. It's just annoyance. It's irritation. It's bitch get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it ain't like enough to want to kill somebody. Speaking of killing somebody, <laughs> transition. Venus Williams um, is is on the hook for a vehicle. Well, I don't know if they're calling it a vehicular homicide. Probably so. I don't know what else. Venus ain't killed no damn body. No, she didn't. But <laughs> she was in the car that created an accident where an old man that was like 79 died. So she was at a light. And the traffic was pretty backed up. And you know when you get in those situations where you can either stop at the line because you don't know if the light going to change before you get a chance to to go on and not block the intersection or whether you decide to like go on. Now now that I got a mini car, I go because I, my, my ass is never in the way. <laughs> my car so small. But you've all probably had that. That So she decided that she was going to go ahead and go on forward, I guess, in the hopes that traffic would clear up up ahead to where she wouldn't have her ass in the road. But light changed before she got out. She was still, like, edging. Like, five miles per hour was what every article I've seen has said. And this older couple where the woman was driving, the man wasn't even driving, <laughs> hit her car that was in the intersection and the man died some kind of way (laughs) (laughs) way. I bet that woman drove and hit that cone purpose and stabbed that motherfucker in his stomach (laughs) nobody checked that shit they thought he just died from the so Venus is big uh, is in fault for this accident because her car was in the intersection and of course the family I think is, is looking for some monetary compensation I would be too. for this death but it's Cut the check. different from when brandy killed them folks fight me cole because i know he's a he a brandy fan so you can fight me about it but she killed them folks she sure the fuck did it's a little different from brandy's vehicle situation and then kate the caitlin the dumb folk did she kill somebody with her car Who? caitlin jenner yes caitlin it's different from that situation as well so Venus, you know, gonna have to deal with this shit. If that killed that man, he was knocking on heaven's door. Anyway. I don't know how. I, I keep waiting for them to like release what the cause of death was because if both cars are moving at five, like that's a tap, motherfucker. My mama ran somebody over a body, hit a hit a body, <laughs> week before last, and he didn't die. <laughs> she hit a human being with her car. 
going about the same speed and he didn't die. He ain't had a car to protect him. So how the fuck did this old man die? Probably die from being startled, goddamn. <laughs> Old people, they need to, they need to start assessing old. Old people need to they take. Ask, hey. you, need to take you need to take a driver's test. Yep. After you turn sixteen, you need to take one sixteen before you might die. <laughs> the fuck. Yeah, six. Your average license for expectancy. If I told, seventy. Everybody need to take a goddamn test at fifty-five. My mom turned sixty, like the day before she hit this guy and i was like do we need to take your license like you just turned 60 and now you running people over with your car like is it time for you to like just uber <laughs> like what is going on but he obviously was like a drug he uh, had drugs on him was on drugs or had warrants because she hit him and she got out the car he was like ma'am don't call the police i'm fine i'm sorry this it's okay i'm cool don't call the police which my mom called the police anyway Damn. and that motherfucker took off running Shit, son. <laughs> But she did hit. So he didn't die. He was he was good enough to run away from the scene. This old man in the car, not even in the driver's seat, died from a five mile per hour wreck. Like what? Don't make sense. It don't make sense. I keep waiting for more details to be released because I just want to know how he that had to be from like a heart attack from the I don't know. Maybe he had on a pacemaker. He did not die from that car accident. The accident itself. It had to be like some kind of result of being frightened or I don't know ain't no telling watch these old people time got away from us real good on this episode yep. uh, but I always have more stories than I plan on having so I'm just gonna throw the stuff going on this week that I was gonna make mention of and you know what if you wanna dialogue about it any of my thoughts about it just you know hit us up on the facebook page on conversation con artist facebook page or hit me up on twitter and um i have a dialogue about it but trump in his tweet he tweeted the cnn when he whooping their ass yeah not only that but he the day before that he tweeted about uh one of those news anchors oh about her having plastic shot. surgery yeah, yeah. Uh, Bitch that ass. was a problem uh a student a black valedictorian in mississippi in a school where there hasn't been a black valedictorian in 20 years, they made her a co-valedictorian with a white person. I've never done this before, but I, it don't seem like they wanted that student to be That is some bullshit. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, wealthy black communities are being investigated by the GOP. Um, one of these communities, one of the legislators is saying that they believe that these successful communities, somehow their credit scores are being tampered with and you know the things that are helping them become wealthy the school scores because the education scores are going up and being tampered with so you know the concept of the idea that you know black people are becoming more educated uh less violent and all of this jazz blah 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 blah. Uh, which it ain't black people who are not educated and not violent it's the environment that has created those circumstances under which they survive and exist but you know whatever it is and uh, a black police officer was shot by a fellow police officer uh the police officer that was shot was black the one that shot him was white and this was after he identified himself after other officers were on the, salt, yeah. uh, on the scene and knew who he was a brand new officer pulled up got out and shot him so and they're calling it friendly fire and that was stupid yep but anyway them other stories i got i was gonna talk shit about kim happen? making jamaican food kim or Kardashian lying jamaican about food. jamaican food she said bitch ain't made no damn jamaican food she, might have. she ain't made that shit 
All you gotta do is put some jerk spice on something, and you made Jamaican. All food. the Jamaican people that's listening gonna come for you because that is not what they do. I know that's not what they do. <laughs> I've read recipes with their techniques. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, <laughs> it's not hard to make foods of other cultures. Yeah, but you're not Kim Kardashian. I just don't feel like Kim makes shit. Like she don't even that that um uh, soul, that soul food. I don't believe she made that shit either. She, I'm pretty sure she made it. It just tasted weird because white people got seasoned mouths, except that one you talked about. <laughs> oh, my co worker. Oh, she white. She is white. No, she ain't. Who? Kim oh, Kardashian. Kim is Armenian. Yeah. yeah. She's Armenian. Why don't she make no goddamn Armenian food? Exactly. That I was going to just talk about them. She just got to fucking cultivate some, I what mean, not co- appropriate some shit. Armenians I don't know what I mean. eat goats. Oh, okay. Goat, goat milk, goat cheese. Sandwich. That was the only other story I had. <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. I feel like Armenia is a very, very specific culture to listen to this episode to be angry. Uh, yeah, doubtful. Yeah, I doubt any Armenians are listening. So, if you're listening and you're not Armenian, you got Armenian friends. Don't be no snitch. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't be a snitch. Don't be no snitch. Anyway, uh, you got anything else on your mind? Hopefully, I won't have any tales of pulling stuff out of Remy's ass for next week. Let's hope not. Hope not. Yeah. I got a bunch of Girl Scout cookies. I think I'm going to try to find a way to get some away on the podcast. I gave some away last year. Yeah. Shit. Because you got a shit ton. (laughs) It's ridiculous. We'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.